Okay, and what are you dreaming? How about what am I feeling? What are you listening to? How about what am I dreaming? Fuck! <laughs> I thought we did that. Okay. Hello, and welcome to A Little Bit of Everything podcast. I'm Allie, and I'm here with my co-host, Scotty. Hi, Allie. Hi, Scotty. We are married, and we have six kids between us, ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids. So last week we started recording and our plan was to record our mental health histories and then go into how mental health can impact and how you can navigate it in dating, in relationships, and in parenting. Yes, we miscalculated the time it was going to (laughs) take. So we got into mostly your history and realized that we should really split this up into two separate episodes. So Last week, you listened to our mental health histories, and then this week, we are going into the navigation and how to handle it and what what things to look for in dating, relationships, and parenting. Sounds very good. Okay. Let's do this. First, some background about mental health in general. Mental illnesses are no different than seasonal allergies, a broken bone, or heart disease in that we cannot control them or make them go away by just being happy or going for a walk or even taking your medication every day. Poor mental health and mental illnesses are not the same. Someone may experience a period of poor mental health and not be diagnosed with a mental illness. Also, a person who is diagnosed with a mental illness can experience periods of good mental health. Mental illnesses can create risk for physical health problems and chronic health conditions can increase risk for mental illness. Your mental health can change over time, whether a product of your environment or brain chemistry, mental health can be impacted at various times in our lives. There are lots of factors that can contribute like a specific traumatic episode, a medical condition, biological factors, or drugs or alcohol. Similar to other medical conditions, there are things you can do to support good mental health, like therapy, medication, and intentional effort to use tools that may lead to relief of symptoms associated with mental illness, like positive thinking, exercise, and eating well. However, these practices may not work 100% of the time, And sometimes just mustering up the energy to do something good for your mental health feels impossible and overwhelming. So go easy on yourself and give yourself grace. I want to talk about an acronym called HALT. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, No, I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, Tell us about it. It looks pretty interesting. It stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired. Any of these four things may have a negative impact on your mental health. And if you are experiencing one of these, try to work on fixing it, like having something to eat, taking a nap, journal about your feelings. You know a little bit about 
taking naps today, don't you? A little bit about everything too. <laughs> no, but I was going to say that when you it talks about being tired, I know lack of sleep certainly has a big impact on mental health. So before engaging in a discussion with your partner, your coworker, your friend, or your kids, make sure that those items are addressed. Mental illness may be temporary for some, and it may be chronic and ongoing for others. Just a couple of quick stats. Women are 12% more likely to seek help for mental health issues. Why do you think that is? I think there's probably two factors. One, women mature faster than guys. I think they're aware of their feelings, or they're more... Guys are told, and I know you've been through this, but guys are told not to show their feelings and we don't cry. We don't show our emotions. So I don't think we're, we're looking in at ourselves as fast as, as women are. Um, I also think, oh, go ahead. And I think it might be seen as a weakness too in some people's mm-hmm. eyes if you're mentally weak. And I, it's sad to say, but I think it might be more accepting of women than men mm-hmm. to have mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It's just a theory. Well, I'm hoping that it is becoming more normalized and accepted now. My oldest, who's a boy, mm-hmm. um, he he has experienced mental health issues and he has reached out for help. And he is a huge proponent of therapy. And so I'm hoping that his generation and, and past that is going to be more on board with this. I think they will. And are their parents, now that it's more becoming acceptable Mm -hmm. i think there's less fear and we're seeing it now that people are being diagnosed we're able to see it in our children Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you saw it and you said hey let's do something about that i've had two children too one that's dealing with anxiety and ocd symptoms and the other one who had a depression Mm -hmm. and i knew that so it was something i could help her with and funny enough she is older i think in the past women sought help Guys didn't, but mm-hmm. now the it's parents more, it's are... It's more equal. Now that it's accepting, I think the parents are helping diagnose. And previously, we didn't really have labels. Like someone who was depressed may have been committed to an insane asylum, yeah, you know, it, decades ago. And it, now we have labels for things. And so it's we're more likely because we have experience to support our children in that way. Yeah, I think... Education is making it easier to diagnose. Mm -hmm. And maybe women are better to seek help in the beginning. But now that the parents are involved, maybe they both are getting the treatment earlier. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, I think that stat's going to change. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're seeing it with your son. I think that's it. He's proof that it is changing. Yeah. Uh, And then the last thing I'll share is that women who are from ages 18 to 25 who have a multicultural ethnicity have a very high risk for mental illness. I know an undiagnosed version of that. (laughs) Okay, doctor. (laughs) All right, do you want to tell us a little bit about your mental health history? Sure. Um, Navigating dating and relationships can be really challenging. There is no right time to share about your mental illness when you are dating, whether it feels right four weeks in or four months in. The right time to share is completely up to you. I think if you're with someone that, I think we're me and Allie were talking about this, we kind of knew by the way the person acted, like how we acted, that we would understand, that we got a feeling how they might take this. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to, some people are embarrassed to talk about this, and some people are frightened of it, and some people can't handle it. They'll run from it. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's about feel. One in five people in the U.S. suffer from mental illness. So there's a fair chance that the person that you are seeing has some previous experience with this topic. Some things to consider when determining when the best time to share might be would be listening to how they talk to other people. How do they respond to the people around them, whether it be friends, family, or complete strangers? It can tell you a lot about a person. If you're observing insensitive behavior, judgmental comments about others, you may not feel comfortable opening up to this person. If they're mature and compassionate, consider if you see a future with this person. Have you been building emotional intimacy in other ways? And once you decide you're comfortable disclosing this information to your partner, think about how you would like to share your journey. You don't need to schedule a sit-down, formal conversation, but you should make sure that you are well-rested and feeling good and your relationship is in a good place. You don't want to bring this up in the middle (laughs) of an argument. No. Mental health is a broad topic, and even something as specific as depression can look different for everyone. If you are feeling capable, tell your partner how you experience your mental illness, including side effects of medications, symptoms, and communicating your needs. If you don't feel like going this in-depth about yourself, letting them just know about your diagnosis is fine. You may want to couple this information with some online resources that will provide more detail for them to read. But keep in mind that there is a ton of information out there, so sending them specific sites and articles that resonate with you is helpful. Once you have shared your diagnosis and your partner has done some research, they may have some questions. These questions may be about your experience, your prescriptions, and or therapy, or how they can best support you. If you feel up to it, try to engage with your partner. If you start to feel overwhelmed or if you aren't in a good place to respond to them, let them know that you appreciate their engagement and communicate that you would like to talk another time. And be sure to follow up with them so that they aren't left feeling helpless to provide you with support. So we're going to talk about some ways you can support your partner when they are experiencing poor mental health or mental illness. There's not one right answer here. Every mental illness is different and everyone experiences mental illnesses in a different way. So even though you have been diagnosed with depression and I've been diagnosed with depression, the way we experience it is vastly different. Yeah, I think some people think depression is just feeling sad. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, like in my instance, my brain shut down. I, I was confused and um, having a hard time thinking. Like mm-hmm. my brain did shut down, but I wasn't necessarily sad. Mm-hmm. I was just, it was just not working right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, I think it manifests in being really tired. Like mm-hmm. I just get exhausted. Definitely, I, I do experience sadness, probably some mood swings. And then like general lack of motivation to do things. I think that's definitely key for depression though, that motivation's just gone maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. And even for things as simple as like showering or making dinner, like basic life, like daily functions. Yeah, that you're right. The one thing that I did do because I knew that I had to keep them in shape was brush my teeth. That was the only thing I did. <laughs> I didn't. I barely showered, clean. I 
I would piggyback on a bathtub from one of my kids when they were done. Mm-hmm. I'd jump in there really quickly and wash my body off. <laughs> I do that. That's how bad I did. I, uh, that's a good fix, though. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. That's another thing. Good solution. <laughs> yeah, we could talk more about strategies how to deal with mental health. I, I told you about when you're feeling good, have the good person take care of the bad person. That is a really good one. And you talked about um, when you were feeling good, like doing things that would make your life easier when you weren't feeling good, like prepping. Yeah, it was like I was taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Your, like fu- your future self. And so, yeah. And so, But we can. We don't have to talk about that now. But that's, it's, Yeah, we it, should definitely do an episode on that. Okay. Communication is extremely important. Tell your partner what you need from them and ask your partner what they need from you. Sometimes this can be challenging to know or define. I know for myself, I don't always know what I need. I think sometimes you have a better idea of what I need. <laughs> well, I think just like we were talking, sometimes you see something happening with your partner. Mm-hmm. Since we're both, we both have suffered from mental illness in some way, you might say, hey, Scott, you're not, you're, you're thinking negative. You're, you're being negative. You're not, mm-hmm. you seem off. And I may not see it. And then if you're like, something's off with you, I say, well, you don't seem, something seems you're yeah, right. I think I get irritable, and then you're like, do you need time to yourself? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I don't stop to think like, hey, I need time to, time to myself. So that's why talking about it when you're, in a, you're both in a good place and your relationship is in a good place, you can talk about those things so that later when things are maybe not so great or very busy or stressful, you can say, hey, I, I, I'm identifying this behavior which I remember we talked about. So I need to support you in this way. Yeah, definitely. Therapy, books, and friends may be able to assist with identifying helpful actions or words from your partner and for yourself. A lot of the work that I need to do is is self-talk, right? Mm -hmm. Or or self-support. Yes, you can say, you know, do you need some time for yourself? But when I go spend time for myself to with myself, if I'm just, you know, on social media, that's not really putting in any work. I need to be mindful about my thoughts, meditate, relax, go to yoga, things like that. Also, I you have um, some real good apps, and I, I have mm-hmm. one too, where mm-hmm. they, they can teach you about positive thinking, what you're grateful for, and mm-hmm. we do things like that too. If you are in a situation where you feel consumed by anxiety, sadness, or have been triggered, you may need to step away and revisit when you have had a chance to calm down. It will take some time for you and your partner to figure out the best way to implement a game plan that works for both of you. So don't get stressed out if you don't have the answers right away. Moving on to parenting. 50% of mental illnesses start by the age of 14 and 75% develop by the age of 24. Young adults aged 18 to 25 have a lower incidence of seeking treatment compared to adults. So it's really important as parents to make sure we're keeping an eye on our kids and looking for some signs and symptoms. Some signs of anxiety in your children could look like persistent fears, worries, or anxiety that disrupt their ability to participate in play, school, or typical age-appropriate situations. Have you seen that in any of your kids? Yeah, um, my oldest daughter went through a period where she she was out of school right after the pandemic. She was working. She ended up having to give up that job. Um, she even so all she had really was a video friends. I think um, a lot of 
kids mm-hmm. today or teenagers or young adults are they on have online friends. Online friends, yeah. And she stopped doing that. She was even motivated to do to, to, oh. to do that. So um, she was given to me, <laughs> um, and the first thing I said, I go, look, let's let's not worry about um, jobs, um, anything else. Let's get your mind right. Mm-hmm. So I started, um, I, I helped her get a therapist. It was hard because she was over 18. Some places won't let you pick out a therapist for an adult. So I had to find a person. I actually went through Dr. Tracy. She gave me three names and I called them and I said, is there a way I, I can be, get the consent and sit in the first, in the introductory just to get her in the door? So we got her a therapist and I think that helped her. Um, she was seeing her weekly. She did that, got her mind, and eventually got back on track. So so my youngest was, I'm sorry. So my oldest, she wasn't even wanting to do video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, <laughs> have you ever, do, would you well, ever now think? She's, now she's well on her way to be back on track, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. she's got a full, well, I think she works uh, at least 30 hours a week. Yeah, and, she works and she plays video games and she talks to her friends. It's awesome. And, and she's even visiting with one of them now, yeah. which is great. Good. Some symptoms of depression could look like loss of interest that disrupt a child's ability to function in school with others, severe mood swings, and risky behavior. Persistent sadness, withdrawing from others, extreme irritability, drastic changes in mood, change in eating habits, weight loss, difficulty sleeping, frequent headaches or stomach aches, difficulty concentrating, changes in academic performance, or avoiding or missing school. So my oldest uh, has been diagnosed with depression, and I observed some of these things with him, definitely him being with tired. So you saw it. As you were able to diagnose it. You were the one that said, hey, I think you might have depression. Well, no. we. I mean, he and I talked about it together. He, okay. Well, he was sharing with me some things that were upsetting and bothering him. Mm-hmm. And then that coupled with what I was observing, we just had an open dialogue about it. Yeah, well, I'm just, it's its very fortunate that you're his mother and that you're able to see that. Some mm-hmm. some parents might not know that. So this is really, this section about parenting is very important. But I also really, I had to listen to him too. Like if I had observed what I had observed, I might just have made a note of it. Mm-hmm. But in... Can, we have a very good relationship, open communication about anything. And mm-hmm. so listening to him as well with what I had observed really made me feel like we needed to get this addressed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's 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 important to keep in a dialogue, with, if you can, with mm-hmm. your children. So what can you do about it? Um, talk to your child's health care provider. Uh, teachers, school counselors, relatives, and other caregivers may have noticed a change in behavior. So make sure you ask them and report back to your child's medical professional. If they are diagnosed, learn about whatever the illness is. Consider family counseling. Ask your child's mental health provider for advice. Explore stress management techniques to help your child respond calmly and praise their strengths and abilities because if they're getting diagnosed with a mental illness at a young age, having positive reinforcement about the things that they're good at is really important. A hundred percent. 
Work with the school for academic support if necessary. Do not discuss their diagnosis with their siblings or their friends without their permission. When you feel like your child is in a good place mentally, ask them if it's a good time to discuss their mental illness. At that time, you can share any first or secondhand experiences you have had, but be sure to listen to them talk about what they are going through. Ask them what they need from you and how you can best support them. Again, they may not have an answer, and this may be something you you can explore, but by asking them, they will know that you hear and see them and that you want to be there for them. At a minimum, we hope this episode has brought some light to mental health for you, and we want to support normalizing mental health as a society. Next week, we will be examining some movies that address mental illnesses. This is a serious topic, but believe it or not, some of these movies actually have some pretty funny scenes, and we are really excited to share our thoughts with you. Yeah, I can't wait. If you want more support, our Patreon is live. I will put the link in our show notes, which you can find in the description of this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can ask questions about dating, relationships, and blended families. We are happy to discuss mental health, but we just want to make sure that you know that we are not licensed professionals and we can, you know, lend an ear, but we really encourage you to find professional support don't (laughs) we're not qualified (laughs) yeah and be careful what you read about medications and like i did physicians scotty (laughs) yeah it's not going to help you that they're this is what they do let them do their job um it's okay to research a little bit but be careful with that on the patreon our first few posts will be up soon which will include bloopers and a bonus episode about mental health where we go into more detail about our personal journeys. At the end of every episode, we go over our currently list, which is a little bit of everything going on in our lives this week. We will post this list on our Instagram at pod, a little bit of everything. We would love it if you would follow us and read about your currently in the comments. And I also saved a blank template in our highlights for you to use. So please tag us if you post it so that we can see it. Scotty, what are you currently making? So right now I I'm reintroducing this into my life as I'm making sticky notes, which is part of um, Windows 10 has it. It used to be an old school way of doing virtual notes mm-hmm. instead of having them all over your screen, which I know how much you love. Um, so I said, hey, you know what? I got some things I'm worried about. I'm going to list them. So that's that's what I'm making. Nice. I was actually feeling overwhelmed maybe three or four weeks ago and I hadn't written everything down. And so you suggested that I do that. And then we went over it together and kind of prioritized things when, when we would do them and what you could support me with, which I really appreciated. But the list itself sometimes kind of helps you feel less overwhelmed. Yeah, it's it's frees it from your head. Because mm-hmm. now you know I just have to worry about that paper and mm-hmm. I'll get to it when I can. And you have more room in your head for all kinds of other things. You know how little I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> all of those fears you have. Yeah. What are you currently reading? So I've been reading more and more about um, Bruce Willis and his his recent diagnosis. Because first it said they, that he had asphasia, and then now they're saying it's frontal temporal dementia, uh, which, you know, is kind of a, you know how much I shouldn't be reading this. <laughs> yeah, I had a follow-up question about this. Go ahead. <laughs> but 
the thing that really strikes me is he's only 67 and he's got a, I think two really young kids, like maybe like nine and 10, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much he's going to remember or participate in their lives as they get older. Well, can you explain what those things are? Asphasia and whatever frontal temporal dementia. Well, asphasia is just not being able to process words kind of like me. <laughs> but it's more serious cuz it's it's not due to any medications or anything. It's 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 some kind of clumping of fatty things, almost like Lewy body diseases in the back of the brain. This mm -hmm. is more in the frontal where the um your I guess your personality and things you do. So dysphagia is one thing, but it was getting worse and they said this doesn't seem right. It's it's progressing fast, and it turned out he wasn't. He was having cognitive issues, um, speech. They almost said something like, "If he could say a statement right now, he could." And I'm like, "Wow, what, does that mean he's really beyond?" You know, mm. I don't know how far it is. I haven't. You're saying if if he could say if he could say a statement right now, he would. That's what they said. But in, he can't. That's what they made it sound like. Okay, got and it. And so they spoke to what he would have done. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really interesting to see because we fortunately have all this body of work and we get to re remember him like that. I wish I had something like that too. Maybe these podcasts would be a way where our kids can see us at our best or <laughs> better. <laughs> I should say. Because, you know, down the road, you what if something happens like that? You lose your whole identity and it, mm -hmm. it, it's scary. And, more reason not to read this as a hypochondriac, mm -hmm. but it's something to be, you know, be aware of. So I have to say, I've seen a lot of um, social media posts about uh, Demi Moore being there with him and being supportive, and I just really admire their relationship. It's and their them being there for their kids. That's you can't could not ask for better partner mm -hmm. or ex-partner right mm -hmm. that's the Co ideal parent exactly and mm -hmm. they they do things together there's like a genuine love the new i guess the new spouse whatever he's mm -hmm. got a younger wife um but it's it's pretty crazy because there was a mention of like one of his last movies where the director said we need to cut his monologues down and just have key words because mm -hmm. he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't deliver it I wonder what's going on, um, you know, internally for him if he feels like, you know how we feel like our bodies kind of fail us, but our brains are still healthy and active. And that's really frustrating because like, I want to go for walks, but my ankle is messed up. And so it's really frustrating. I wonder if in his head, he's like, I want to say this, but I can't. I'm thinking there's a point with like this kind of dementia or any kind of dementia mm -hmm. where you are aware of it at some point and then you stop, stop. not being yeah. aware of it. And that's probably when it's not as painful for you, but painful for the people around you. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine losing yourself and knowing it? Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can do any little bit parts or anything down mm -hmm. the road. I know he's got a TikTok account. He doesn't really talk in them. I don't know if they're up to date. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how those are being done. So we'll see. So my follow-up question for you, based on what we heard from your history, is when you read things like that, do you ever have a fear or start to see, you know, because we all have symptoms of some things in in ourselves, do you go down that rabbit hole then? I got to be really careful with this kind of shit because 
even with dysphagia, I found myself looking at words and going, am I fucking understanding this? So I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it, my body tries to en- reenact what they're going through or it's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it could be empathy. I don't know. But yes, I do have to be very careful. I can't be reading. I can only read so much of this shit or you're going to see me drooling on the side. <laughs> and go, oh, poor you and Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. I will be watching what you're reading. Yes, you probably, yeah. What are you feeling? Well, because I was, I'm feeling anxious. Um, I got some inherited responsibilities at work. Um, so the the sticky notes had a lot to do with that, and some of you know some personal things mm-hmm. too. So yeah, that's that's been kind of a thing. Okay. And what are you dreaming? Well, this was new, and I know we we want to travel to Italy and every place in the world. You know, we're just limited by money and time. <laughs> but I had this vision of us seeing the pyramid of giza i think it was a question and uh maybe we'll talk about it paired Mm -hmm. the paired app Mm -hmm. you know what's something you'd like to do and i and that was it and i go that's i do want to do that it'd be cool to stand there and see the great pyramid of giza okay wouldn't that be cool very cool okay (laughs) what are you listening to so this is one i've listened to in the past and i reintroduced myself to them it's not fairly old i think they've been around about a year but it's it's called Fly on the Wall. It's Dana Carvey and David Spade, and it's focused around SNL guests, uh, former um, players, co-hosts, hosts. They had um, Dennis Miller, babe. Um, if you knew him, I don't know if you know him, but he was like he did the news updates back in the day. He had mm-hmm. long hair. Um, you might recognize him if you saw him, but it was just so cool. Because he's been out of the lot. I haven't seen him for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's still got, you know, he's got the best references <laughs> you'll ever hear. And so it was neat to hear about his interaction with, with those guys over the years. And they talk about other people like Chris Farley and some of the guys that you're just like, wow, because these were like great, you know, mm-hmm. great cast members from the past. And I'm sorry if I missed this. You said this is a podcast? Yes. It's called okay. Fly on the Wall. Fly on the Wall. All right. What are you watching? So I started watching this today. I got through most of it. It's called Facing Nolan, mm-hmm. and it's about Nolan Ryan. And Nolan Ryan, when I was growing up, was like the shit. Mm-hmm. You don't hit Nolan Ryan. He's the strikeout who, king. I was going to say, explain for people who may not know who he is. He was a pitcher. He started off, started as, started off as a relief pitcher and kind of worked his way into the starting rotation, but he was really wild. Mm-hmm. Never had like a real... He had a great outing with the Mets, the Miracle Mets, that won the um, World Series. I forgot what year it was. It was probably, you know, in the early 70s, early 60s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to the Angels and got a coach who helped him. He was known to be really wild, and he helped him with his mechanics. Next thing you know, he's breaking records. He broke um, Sandy Koufax's single-season strikeout record, which was 382. He had 383. And so he started doing that. He had eight, I think he had seven or eight no um, perfect uh, no hitters. So no no hits at all in the mm-hmm. game, which very rare. Um, the funny thing that I didn't know, I, maybe I shouldn't spoil it because yeah, don't spoil it. Uh, it you'll, they're going to talk about something that I it's it's fascinating to me. And most people, even like Pete Rose, is on there. 
he he's like he doesn't. So it's something that he never really he never got acknowledged for. But wow, he should have. Okay, and what is that on? It's on uh, right now. It's on Netflix. Okay, <laughs> Allie, what are you making? I'm not making them yet, but I am currently collecting items for Easter baskets for the kids. Nice. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? I have been reading a lot of resumes lately. I did an interview panel today, and I'm resumed out. <laughs> God, I don't. Can you imagine having to update a resume, your own, or have you done that in a while? Um, I mean, I had to to get the job I currently have, which I've had for about a year. And then, since I started going back to school, my boss recommended that I add that. Okay. In case I need to apply for a promotion. Okay. Well, I hope you, and that's going to happen. So we know that's <laughs> happening. Allie, what are you feeling? Well, I, I work from home and ever since the pandemic, it's really changed me being more extroverted from going from more extroverted to being more introverted. And so I will have these bursts where I am more extroverted and it lasts just a little bit. And then I need to go back to being an introvert to recharge, but it's been rainy and today, yesterday and today it was more sunny and that really brings it out in me. And then I went and did this interview panel. So it worked, the timing worked out well that I was feeling very extroverted. That's awesome. What are you dreaming? I have been having some very strange dreams lately, very detail oriented, like purple flowers sitting in a vase on purple sheets and the water spilling out and landing on the sheets or like not being able to find people or trying not trying to hide but trying to have privacy and not being able to get it so I believe in dream interpretation if I keep having these themes I'm probably going to look into it because I probably have some stuff I need to figure out okay I was wondering if you were trying to get away from snoring (laughs) you know sometimes (laughs) the physical world no yeah but you know what's interesting is my I wear an apple watch to bed Mm mm-hmm and I have an alarm and it will like, it just kind of like, it's like a tap on my wrist when the alarm goes off. Yeah. And in my dream, I will have this tap and I will look at my watch to like check in my dream to check for notifications and there are none on there. And so then it takes me a little bit. And in my dream, I'm like, oh, this is your alarm and you need to wake up. Yeah. I think, I think it's noted that the physical outside stimuli will enter your dreams, which mm-hmm. is weird. Okay. Maybe I will get some of your snoring in there. I I hope not. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Well, we'll work on that too. (laughs) All right. What are you listening to? Uh, My daughter just started, my oldest daughter just started softball. It's her first year doing softball. And she's been to, we went to like a, um, what would you call that pizza thing we went to? It's like an orientation. Get to know you. So we did that, and then she had her first practice, and she's just so excited. And so I'm happy to hear her talk about how she liked hanging out with her friends and meeting new people and excelling at something that is new that she's very excited to learn about. All her own, too, right? What do you mean? Uh, Isn't this the first time, at least that I know of, that her and her sister are not in the same... Correct. Yes. This is an individual... Thing for her okay that's cool okay what are you watching i just started dope sick which is on hulu and it is um i think it's sort of like 
Well, I'm not sure if it's if it's like historical fiction or if they actually use the names of the doctors and the companies and stuff, but it is about the opioid e- epidemic. Is it like a dramatization? Did I say that right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be a good characterization. I just don't know how accurate it is as and, far as the the people and the and the names and the situations they're doing. But it's really well done, very interesting. And where can you see that? Hulu. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good recommendation. Awesome. Be sure to follow us and check us out on Instagram at pod a little bit of everything and on TikTok at A L B O E underscore pod for more content. If you have any topic suggestions or a question you would like to submit, you can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. We will be sharing bloopers, more private details of our lives, and dating services on our Patreon. We are actually about to record our first bonus episode nice we would love it if you would rate the podcast on spotify or apple podcasts and leave feedback in your comments there as well thank you for listening to a little bit of everything podcast if you liked this episode and want to hear more hit the subscribe button and your device will notify you when our next episode is released thank you guys for listening and be safe out there like and subscribe comments notifications love you love your show bye